Welcome back. It's been a while. Playoff time. A-Town Yangers podcast. We got Liam in the car driving to Pittsburgh. Liam, how you feeling, buddy? Hell yeah! How are you? I'm 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 nervous. I'm excited. I have a whole lot of emotions going on right now. So before we, a glass case yeah, I'm in a glass case. <laughs> exactly, sick reference. All right, so before we start today, we have two quick things we want to talk about. Uh, when we're gonna announce, go through these games, we're gonna throw out some statistics, and I wanna, as the math guy, and I'm sure Liam, you can also add to this with psych, but one of the problems with these statistics is the NFL has a very low sample size. So what that means is these, we have to put some of these stats in context of what they mean, which we will do uh, when the time comes. But 16 games isn't a lot of games to go off these stats. So say, for example, we looked at the Saints defense and one of the games they get absolutely crushed by the 49ers. But over the year, the Saints were pretty good. So that one game of them uh, giving up 50 points to the 49ers will kind of throw off some of their stats. So that's something you have to consider. Yes, exactly. Liam, we were texting before we before we started this podcast, and you were kind of giving me your Super Bowl championship theory. Would you care to share? Yeah. Well, in order to be a team that makes a run through the playoffs, you have to be able to win at least four games, well, at least three games in a row, but most likely four at some point in the year. And really, in order to do that in the playoffs where, you know, the going gets tough, and it's quite beneficial to have done it already in the regular season. So in my mind, if you're going to be a Super Bowl contender, you have to be a team that's already done it. You've already won four games in a row as a group at least in the regular season. And if you look at the last, whatever, 20 years, since 1999, the only team that won a Super Bowl without a four-game win streak in the regular season was the 2011-2012 Giants. So immediately... I'm looking at teams that have won at least four games. And that in this playoff is everyone but the uh, Texans and the Bills. So I'd say they're my cross off immediately. And if you look at the last six years, every Super Bowl champion has won at least six games. Uh, going back to the Seahawks in 2013. Yeah, so in my mind, that leaves five legit contenders, teams that have all had six game win streaks or longer, the same success where they've really come together and put together what would be able to be replicated in the playoffs. So in my mind, you know, Baltimore Ravens who won have won the last 12 games in a row. You got the Patriots and 49ers who both won their first eight games. You got the Saints who won six in a row this year. And you got the Chiefs who have also won more than six in a row at one point. So those are my five real contenders. Absolutely. Uh, the, the Seahawks also have won five in a row. And the Packers have won five in a row at some point. And, and what's interesting is the Packers, I, I believe, have won their last five coming in or four coming in, something like that. Yep, from so weeks. They don't have six, but they have the momentum. Yeah, from weeks 13 to 17, the Packers have just won out. So just going to go back to talk about this last six Super Bowl champs. So Seahawks 2014 won seven in a row. Patriots 2015, seven in a row. Broncos in 2016, seven in a row. Pats in 2017 won seven in a row. Eagles in 18 won nine in a row. And the Pats in, in uh, 19 won six in a row. Able to replicate that, I think, in you know, tight games in the 
All right, so we're going to talk about the first game on the slate, the teams that we have crossed off. We have Texans-Bills. Now, Liam, you sent this to me, which I found really funny and interesting, but the Texans have not won more than two consecutive games in a row, and in fact, their record is a palindrome. So if we go through their rec- their games in order, we have loss-win-win, 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 loss. <laughs> So it's the same forwards and backwards. That's pretty incredible. I love that. That's awesome. That's a good line. So first stat we're going to mention, and we're going to mention this stat a lot, is DVOA. Now, I was trying to look this up before the podcast to explain it more, but basically it's just a statistic that marks the overall success of a team. Would you Would you agree with that uh, summary of DVOA? <laughs> yes. It's almost like a statistically supported power ranking. Yeah, that's a better way of saying that. So in terms of total DVOA, this is the worst matchup with the Bills at 13th overall in total DVOA and the Houston Texans at 19th. In terms of offense, the Bills have by far the worst offense in terms of DVOA at 22. Their defense is elite, as we know, as ranked 6. The Texans' offense is pretty pretty low in terms of DVOA at 17, and their defense is the worst in the playoffs with a DVOA of 26. Yeah, I gotta think this is one of the lowest DVOA matchups that they've been taking that yeah, we would have to do some more research into that. So, Liam, I'm going to go through some narratives that I've heard in the media through crushing podcasts. The, the, the main one that I've heard is the matchup of McDermott versus Bill O'Brien, coaching matchup. Who I would say McDermott has the nod in terms of this matchup, but what do you think? Yeah, I mean, Bill O'Brien just can't seem to get consistent motivation or can't Absolutely. The next one is going to go into my notes for the keys of the game. It looks like the Texans are going to be missing Will Fuller. And the media has talked about how Will Fuller, when Will Fuller's on the field, the Texans are doing so much better on offense. Looking into an article that Sarah Barshop wrote on ESPN. Here's what's happened when Fuller's missed. All right, you ready? Fuller has missed five games this year. So that goes into our small sample size. Now, the numbers that really stick out to me here, when Fuller's on the field, the Texans are averaging 269.8 passing yards per game. When he's off the field, it's more than 100 less, only averaging 158.3 passing yards per game. And then the number that really sticks out to me is third down conversion percentage. When he's on the field, they had a third down conversion percentage of 51.9%. And with him off the field, it was a a very low 32.9%. And it looks like he's going to be missing this game. How do you see the Houston offense finding success against this Bills defense? First of all, those, those, that number's great digging because it's pretty eye-opening. I can't remember 
a non-wide receiver one having such a big impact on the entire offense. But it really will allow the Bills to really focus on DeAndre Hopkins. Trey White won't have to be on an island with them. And even if he was, I think I would still be confident that he could at least give Hopkins a tough time. So it's going to be, it's going to put a lot of weight on the shoulders of the Texas running game with Watson kind of getting out of the pocket and also with Ty hopefully getting involved. Yeah, absolutely. I think the Bills, the, he, the Texans define success will have to run against this Bills defense because throughout the year, when I watch the Bills play, I've seen that teams have had success running the ball. And I think that's mainly because the Bills defense is so elite at uh, defending down the field that it's hard to pass against them. It's going to be interesting to see when the Houston Texans do go pass, who will step up with Hopkins most likely being covered by one of the best cornerbacks in the league. And the Bills really are going to go after that guy. Absolutely, yeah. First team all pro. Exactly. Yeah, Trey White. So we'll see. And, uh, you know, the narrative has also been that the Houston's offensive line was not holding up. I don't think the Bills pass rush is that good. But, uh, you know, as always, if you can make things tough for the quarterback, that's good for you to win. The only question I have with the Bills defense, even though they're good, is the next key to the game, which is the off- the Bills offense versus the Houston defense. I'm not sure how much complimentary football this Bills offense can give to their defense. Yeah, they've really depended on big plays, right? Yep. Especially in big games. It's been big plays that have kind of kept them afloat. So will they be able to have some big drives? It'll be interesting. Absolutely, and the Bills try to run the ball, and it looks like J.J. Watt is coming back. How big of an impact do you think J.J. Watt will have on this Texans defense? Well, I mean, I Can I give you a little side question that's uh, overreacting to the season? Yes. Is J.J. Uh, is Watt the best Watt brother in the NFL? I'm not sure. I'd say when he's healthy, yes. We just unfortunately haven't seen him healthy for a long stretch of time in a few years. Uh, what do you think? No, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, when he's healthy, he's been dominant. And uh, TJ on the, Tex- on the Steelers had a great year. But uh, I would have to see more, more of that before I could crown him better than JJ. Yeah, but, yeah, for sure. So I think overall big picture is this is Josh Allen's first playoff game on the road. So will he be able to maintain his composure and and not turn the ball over? and let the Bills' defense do most of the heavy lifting. These are two young quarterbacks. Deshaun Washington also hasn't had much playoff experience. Who do you trust more in this spot? Who do you pick to win this game? Sweet. So, yeah, I'd say it's the toughest game to pick in this first weekend, uh, in my mind. Uh, For me, it's about, you know, which team has a unit that I trust the most. It's got to be, in my mind, the Bills' defense. The Texans missing Will Fuller is very significant. Um, I also think, as you mentioned when we opened with talking about this matchup, the coaching comparison is big here. 
I think McDermott has his locker room believing a lot more than uh, Bill O'Brien does down at Houston. I think that, you know, there's rumbling about Hopkins and Watson and Bill O'Brien kind of butting heads a little bit. I think McDermott team believes they've been a little more consistent throughout this year. And at the end of the day, no matter how the ball rolls, the Bills can actually fall back on a steady defense, on a steady unit. So I'm going to pick the Bills. I like that. Um, I'll also take the Bills. Um, but it's scary because all spots say that rookie, that quarterbacks who've never been to the playoffs on the road are like 32% win percentage that's bad so we should be taking the texans here i just don't as liam said we we just i just trust the bills more uh, and that's all it really comes down to real quick here the bills are a 2.5 road dog in houston against the spread um since we're both picking the bills to win we'd both be picking the the bills um with the uh, 2.5 points right Okay, next game. Now, uh, before we get into Pats Titans, which is the next game, I want to quickly apologize to America. My bias as a Pats fan is going to come out here. This is by far the game that I have the most notes about, and that's just because I care about this game more. So, <laughs> uh, apologies ahead of time. DVOA, Patriots, third overall in total DVOA. The Titans are ninth. The Pats offense is 11th in DVOA. The Titans offense is eighth. And the Pats defense is number one in DVOA, and the Titans defense is 16th. But again, small sample size, the Pats is the number one defense for the first eight weeks of the game played no one who is good. With that out of the way, here are some narratives for you, Liam. You ready? The scariest thing for Pats fans in this game is that this is potentially Brady's last home game as a patron in Foxborough. What do you think about that? It's pretty shocking. Just, it's a pretty shocking thought because Brady and Foxborough have just been such a cornerstone piece of our involvement as fans, you know, watching the NFL. It's just what we're used to and accustomed to. So any thought that, that might be a possibility is just pretty shocking whether you're a Patriots fan or not. How do you feel as, as a Patriots fan? I I think from all the media, from people who I think know what's going on, I think all signs are pointing to that this will be, unless the Pats find a way to win the Super Bowl, in which case, how could you leave? But it's, it's really disheartening. I would want him to retire as a Patriot. He's been a cornerstone in my fandom for years, and it, it, it's going to be tough if I see him go, but... Yep, I'm going to hit a quick, uh, couple of quick media ones. So, big question: Will the 19-year end finally run against the Titans? This, this one, this question is asked every single year. You just change the number of years that the run of playoffs has gone on for the Pats. Uh, another one is the that the Titans are a team, team on the rise and the Pats are a team on a decline. And finally, that Belichick is not good against former disciples. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I think it's around 500 against former. Uh, Disciples, Rabel, is obviously a Pats player. 
All right. Uh, on the Titans side of the ball, I know I just went through a lot. Brabel, as we said, Brabel and company have a lot of Patriot connections. There's a lot of ex-Patriots on this team. Deion Lewis, Malcolm Butler, who's out for the year, and Logan Ryan, their slot corner. So we'll, we'll, they they know the Pats well. Um, do you think that'll yeah, be a factor? True. Maybe that should be the past strategy. Just take down Tannehill. And also, this one's interesting that the Pats and Titans held joint practices this offseason. That is interesting. All right. So before we get into this game, um, sorry, this is going to be the game we spend the most time on, as I said. But Brady, by far, has the most playoff experience of any of the quarterbacks. Now, you compiled these stats, so I'm just going to read them since you're driving, and then I want your reaction to them. Brady is at 40 NFL playoff starts. Every other quarterback combined has 49. Brady has 30 wins in the playoffs, and the other quarterbacks have 26 combined. Tannehill is 0-6 in his career at Gillette with five touchdowns and 13 turnovers. However, all that time was spent in Miami. In postseason record, Brady is 30-10. and 10. Tannehill has not played in the playoffs. Yeah. So it's the second straight game we're looking at where it's, uh, it's a quarterback who has never started an NFL playoff game on the road. He said that 32% of the time that they've won. Yep. So that could be pretty significant. Those, those are all very interesting numbers. I mean, the biggest one for me is the Brady experience over Tannehill. Yeah, exactly. So... With Tom Brady's experience, here are the keys to the game. Pat's offense versus the Titans' defense. Pat's offense has struggled. The wide receivers haven't been able to get open. And for me, the way for the Pats to have success is on the ground with Sony Michelle and Alandon Roberts playing fullback who is a linebacker for this team. From Warren Sharp, the Pats had the best success against Buffalo when they put Roberts in the backfield and, and ran the ball. In the last few weeks, the Pats have gone away from Alandon Roberts, so look for Alandon Roberts as a fullback to lead the way for the run game. Titans struggle against running backs who can catch the ball. James White's one of the best. I think the, the Titans' defense will have success if they... If they limit Brady's options and keep the Pats in obvious passing situations and keep them behind the sticks. I, I was just going to say, I expect a huge day from James White, Julian Edelman, and I think that they'll really involve Landon Roberts in, in play of their strength. But continue what you're saying. I was just saying on paper, I think I'd give the Titans the nod in this matchup, but I have to trust the system and Brady and Belichick to figure it out. side of the ball. Titans offense against the New England defense. The historic New England defense has seen some regression in past weeks. As we said, their def- their schedule has got harder as they faced tougher offenses. The Pats have been a good defense, but not great lately. Last week, which I think is something that is either worrisome or something that you can just say is a blip, but the Dolphins showed the pass through the air. Stephon Gilmore was beaten by Devontae Parker. 
So I think the Titans will be able to move the ball against this past team. They have the best skill position players on offense with A.J. Brown and Derrick Henry being better than any of the Patriots guys. What we have to wonder is what will Bill decide to take away from the Titans? If I were the Titans, I would go heavy personnel, trick the Pats into thinking run, and use play action pass to throw out of those heavy personnel. I think the Pats defense has the edge here, but I think there is an easier path for the Titans to succeed in this matchup. What do you think on this side of the ball? Yeah, I think you're right. I think the, the Titans will move the ball. Uh, I think Daniel's athletic enough to you know, keep the Patriots on it. And for me, the question is the, the turnover battle. I mean, we don't think the Patriots will make mistakes and give the ball away. They don't beat themselves, but... Can the Titans stay clean with the ball? Can they keep the ball? Can they actually win the turnover battle? If the Titans win the turnover battle, I think that they probably have a great chance of winning. I just don't see them winning the turnover battle in this matchup. Absolutely. So do you want to give your pick before? I have kind of a rant with my pick because I need to... Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm going to go... I'm going to pick the Patriots here. I actually think that they're going to win by double digits, so I think they'll cover as well. You know, this Patriots team is a bit undermanned. They're not as talented. Uh, Brady's older. Um, So, you know, I don't see a Super Bowl run in this team. In a one-game playoff against an inexperienced type team in Foxborough, quarterback that hasn't started. It's a very motivated Patriots team. They're hearing all the noise about everyone doubting them. I think they come out and they punch the Titans in the mouth. Um, I think the Titans battle, but uh, I think... Ultimately, the, the Patriots will make less mistakes and win by double digits. So, as I said, I have some disclaimers. So, before my pick, I'm 23 years old and have been spoiled in living my entire life seeing the Patriots succeed. Seeing them do poorly is something that... I'm just not used to. Every media member in Boston and nationally wants to bury this team right now. Long-lasting success in sports is fleeting and practically impossible. And the question is always, when will this team finally decline? And ever since the Pats lost to the Giants, as Bill Simmons said, everyone has been trying to determine when this end will happen. This team's looked bad. And making the playoffs is no longer special. It's not something that's celebrated. Getting a first round bye has been taken for granted for this team. Clinching that off round 11 years in a row and missing that has me scared. In my brain, with all the media burying the pads like they did last year against the Chargers, it makes me want to pick the Titans. But I'm not going to. I'm going to be smart. I think the Titans could win, but I'd rather sink with the ship, and I'm going to go with the Pats. Let's go, Pats. They're going to crush this team. I'm picking the Pats, and I'm picking them against the spread. Titans are minus are, uh, 4.5 dogs in Foxborough. I'm taking the Pats to win and against the spread. Let's go. Love it. Hey, you know what? That's a wicked decision. Hey, 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 Liam, look at that. I think that team's dead, Jay. (laughs) I think the Titans are dead. Look at that team. (laughs) Look at them. What is that? Is that a tuna, Jay? I didn't know there were any tunas in the NFL, Jay. (laughs) I think that's the right call. All right. NFC time. AFC Eagles take Dave, essentially. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, NFC time. Here we go. Sunday. Vikings Saints. 
This is the highest rated DVOA matchup in the wild card with New Orleans Saints as the fourth overall team in DVOA and the Vikings as seventh. The Vikings are seventh or uh, tenth offensively in DVOA and seventh in defense. The Saints are fourth in offensive DVOA and 11th on defense. Now, very interesting media narratives, and I have two. One of them you found. First one, the Minneapolis Miracle, which happened two years, I believe, right? Two years ago? Yeah. Two years ago, yeah. The Saints have been shafted by refs in the playoffs before. So what has the NFL done? They give the Saints Carl Sheffers from you, Liam, who, when he is their ref, the Saints are 13-1. and one. That's incredible. So do you think that'll have any impact with how the Saints single-handedly got this PI review involved into the NFL that everyone hates? How much will the officiating him, how much will Carl affect this game, you think? That's a great question. I think that there will be an inevitably controversial P.I. and called at least once in the playoffs. I do not see it being controversial in this game because I think the Saints will win so emphatically that there will not be a question. Now, it is interesting. Now, did, did the NFL do the same thing or is it the coincidence? I don't know. But I am, I'm very confident that they here and I, I don't think that the red thing will, will be too focused on it. I think the Saints will be comfortably you know, I, I mean, this comes into later, but if I was going to pick against the spread, I'd pick the Vikings here. Because I think the Vikings could have a path of success against the Saints defense. And I think this game, out of all the games in this slate, has the most shootout potential. Would you agree with that? I would agree with that. Because I think if Minnesota can replicate what the 49ers did at a worse level, they can score points. And if they, you know, run play action, use Dalvin Cook to keep the Saints on their heels a bit, I think the Vikings can have some success. What'll be interesting is to see the Stefan Diggs, Marshawn Lattimore matchup. So if Adam Thielen is healthy, I think the Vikings can move the ball here. You were saying Lattimore was the one who missed that tackle, or was it someone else? Uh, he wasn't. He was not the one that missed the tackle. Oh, okay. Major revenge factor. Uh, and then I think the, I think the most damning thing is that the, the, the Saints offense, just on paper, has such a massive advantage over the Minnesota defense. I don't think the Minnesota defense is all that good. And I think Michael Thomas will just eat them alive. So uh, I, I don't think there's too much analysis on that side of the ball. I, I just think the New Orleans is just better than the Saints, the, the Vikings defense. Absolutely. Now, we'll, we'll take the Hill be a factor. Taysom Hill? Yeah. You know, I think Sean Payton will put him as a defensive tackle. I mean, he could be a fa- – I mean, it's it's crazy. That guy, I I mean, he, he's very useful for them. So I think they'll pull out some some of those tricks and use them to confuse the defense. So absolutely, I see him I see him being a factor. You know what? I might even say he scores a touchdown. Hey, that, that, would, be, that would be pretty cool. 
pretty awesome. I'd be happy for that guy. He worked so hard. True. I wonder if he gets frustrated because he is a quarterback technically, but he's getting put in all this random stuff. But <laughs> at least he's playing, you know. So for my pick of who's going to win, I'm going to pick the Saints to win the game, and I'm going to pick the Vikings plus eight against the spread. What do you say, Liam? So we finally disagree, but only with the spread. I think the Saints win big here. I think they go up early, and then Kamara, who hasn't really had his fill, if you will, in the regular season, I think he has a big day as they build a big lead. Uh, and I'm going to say the Saints win here by multiple touchdowns at least. So we zag finally a little bit. Different, different against the spread, so we'll see what happens there. We don't, we don't agree. We don't disagree. Um, all right. And now it's time for the night game, Sunday night. This game is very hard to choose. Eagles, Seattle. In terms of DVOA, the Seahawks are eighth overall, fifth in offense, 18th in defense. The Eagles are 11th overall. 14th in offense and 12th in defense. Seattle has lost three of their last four and Philly has won four in a row. We have a lot of questions about players' health, which we'll get to later. The Seahawks are 7-1 on the road this season. Last time they played, Seattle beat Philly in a monsoon. In terms of weather, wind will be a factor. Were you going to say something? Uh, I was just going to say that the Seahawks road went Rose record doesn't make any freaking sense. By the way, I'm in like the thickest fog I've ever seen in my life. I can hardly see 10 feet, but it's good. I'm going like 10 miles an hour. Oh, jeez. Uh, yeah, just had to say that for all the listeners. Be safe in that fog. But um, for a team that's used to playing out the fog in Seattle, I think a little bit of wind won't scare them too much. Um, and Russell Wilson is cool as anyone with Absolutely, yeah. Drive safely, dude. Uh, it's better that you get there safely than uh, talk about football. Or maybe you could argue the other way around. I don't know. The main media narratives, which we'll get to, is that the Eagles have been dilapidated by injuries on offense. Keys of the game. Philly offense versus the Seattle defense. I think this is mostly based on injuries. Uh, if Eagles don't have Zach Ertz or Miles Sanders... That's not too good. I don't think they'll have Zach Ertz, but they will probably have Miles Sanders from what I've seen. For Seattle, they're getting two very key pieces back on their defense. Quandre Diggs, their incredible safety, and Jadavion Clowney. Uh, with Quandre Diggs in the lineup, Seattle will look much better. And with all of the injuries at wide receiver, Carson Wentz has really relied on underneath routes. And so I think this matchup really comes down to how Wentz will be able to play. I think it'll be hard with their weapons going down to come back, but it is in Philly, so anything could really happen. And the Seahawks defense isn't as elite as we once thought they were um, compared to years past. So I think the uh, Philly offense is the weaker unit, but obviously we'll see. What do you? How do you see the Philly offense playing against the Seattle defense, Liam? Yeah, what, what worries me is the, the Eagles are very depleted. It's not just skill positions. Their line is very depleted. And with McCloudy coming back, that's going to be a big issue. Big issue, Carson Wentz is going to be under duress. He's going to have to get the ball out very quickly. And I don't know who he's going to get the ball out very quickly to. Uh, I don't know how much separation the practice squad players can get. I think it's going to be a, a, a tough day for the Eagles offense. Uh, I would definitely lead the Seahawks here. Uh, I'm thinking about my pick. Um, Absolutely. Now, 
line, I'm not sure. And then with the momentum the Eagles have, even with the second unit, you never know. Life has been magical. The Eagles are just kind of weirdly magical this time of year. Someone's sprinkling some pixie dust somewhere. I don't know. Um, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be it's going to be very, very interesting. Um, other side of the ball. We know this is what I think is going to be really interesting. For the Seahawks, the greatest advantage is in the passing game. The Philly cornerbacks have been poor. I think DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett could absolutely eat. But the question is, will Seattle actually take advantage of this advantageous matchup? We know that they like to be conservative and run the ball. They don't like to use their great quarterback in Russell Wilson. And with their injured backfield, I think running the ball will be difficult, especially with the Eagles' strength being against the run. So if the Seahawks come out trying to establish the run against this good defense, I think it'll be a, a, a tough day for them, and they'll put Russell Wilson in harder situations than need to be done. I think the Seahawks beat Philly through the air uh, in this matchup. It's just a question of if they use it. Do you agree with me there? Yeah, I, I agree that the Seahawks will have trouble running the ball. Um, so it behooves them uh, to set the tone with Russell Wilson uh, throwing the ball downfield, putting pressure on the Eagles, and forcing the Eagles to return fire throwing the ball, which I'm not sure they'll be able to do against the Seahawks. All right, sounds good. Um, time to pick the game. I think this is going to be tough. This is really tough to pick. It's hard for me to decide, and I think it's also hard for you to decide, Liam, if I'm not speaking for you. But, uh, you know, the Eagles have looked good. They have four wins in a row, but they're against really bad teams. And Seattle is not a bad team. And I think that's ultimately what this comes down to. I don't think the Seahawks will get down big. And ultimately, if you're going to pick the Eagles in this matchup, you're saying that Russell Wilson won't be able to beat this bad uh, Eagles defense, and I don't think that's true. So I just think that throughout the year, Seattle's been the better team. Even though the Eagles have looked better and have got some of their mojo back, I just I think the Seahawks are just a better team than this Eagles team. I'm scared a little bit that they're in Philly, but I think the Seahawks take care of business against Philadelphia. So I'm picking the Seahawks to win against the Eagles. And I'm also going to take Seattle against the spread as Seattle is a 1.5 point favorite. same picks for round one do you want to just go through real quick how we think the playoffs will go from here or do you just yeah. want to do round by round yeah. great idea yeah let's do our little, do a little bracket pickup all right a bracket for no money since uh as liam is a color is uh helping out uh chatham university as a ga he would get in trouble for gambling uh, so round two 
We both have the Bills. So in this universe, the Bills would be going into Baltimore. I would pick the Ravens. You're picking the Ravens? Yep. I'm also going to pick the Ravens. But if this matchup happens, I'm really curious what the spread would be because I would make it leave Buffalo there. I think that they will be able to keep it close as they did the first time around. Absolutely. It'll be interesting. I mean, the thing about the playoffs is it's they say this. It's the same. The truth It's the same as bas- is in basketball. That's what I was trying to say. But the playoffs are just different. You have the different energies, a different kind of pressure. And it'll be interesting to see how the people handle it. Um, then AFC, we have the Patriots going into Kansas City with the way this Pats team has played. I would have to pick the Chiefs. I just don't see the Pats going in there and winning against Kansas City, so I would pick KC. Yeah. Pains me to say. I said it just pains me to do that, but yeah, I would say Kansas City as well. And for me, what the difference is is right now, all of a sudden the Chiefs defense is somewhat alive and decent, and I think that if the, the Patriots show to find a rhythm, uh, which they have, especially with a lot of youthful pieces uh, and a lack of depth, uh, I think that the Chiefs defense could actually give the Patriots some minutes as they did the first half of their first meeting. Uh, so I played Chiefs here. Same in the AFC. All right, NFC. Let's go. Saints going into Green Bay. I think the Saints are the better team than Green Bay. I would pick the Saints there. Yeah, me as well. I think that I'm a little alarmed with the slow start Green Bay had last week and recently. Uh, they don't really pass the eye test like the Saints do. Um, and now I don't always like going off the eye test, uh, but I think the Saints are one of the most complete teams, and I don't think. So far, we're in agreement. We haven't disagreed yet. Now, Seattle 49ers. This is a tough game to pick, and that's why I left it for last. They've played twice in the regular season, and they went 50-50. This is tough for me to pick. Jimmy G's first game in the playoffs against Russell Wilson. I was just I was just laying it out on the line. I was saying this is Jimmy G's first game in the playoffs against Russell Wilson. The same the Seahawks were able to go into San Francisco and beat San Francisco before. But the 49ers returned the favor in Seattle. This is tough for me to pick, but I think the 49ers are the best team. And so I'd pick the 49ers there. rounds. We've agreed so far. Ravens-Chiefs. Now, I think this is a bad, a tough matchup for Baltimore with the Chiefs defense playing so well. And I think ultimately it comes down to Lamar. 
Um, this Ravens defense has looked better, but I think against KC, it's really hard to limit them on offense. Um, I, I, this is a tough game for me to choose a team to win. If I had to pick, I, I think I'd go. Oh man, this is tough. It's in Baltimore. I don't know. I can't decide. Liam, you go first. I can't. I'm trying to think it through. disagree at some point, so I'm going to go with Ravens. <laughs> um, Alright. NFC Championship. Saints-Niners. Um, I think this is a tough game. I I think it's hard to win three games in a row. Outdoors could be a factor. I think if if Jimmy G doesn't have to do too much, um, that'll be the road for the 49ers' success. He is at home against the Saints team. I, you know what? I'm gonna go 49ers here. My pick has a lot of inexperience going to the Super Bowl, but we'll see. All right, Super Bowl. I have the 49ers against the Ravens, which is a repeat from earlier this year. I'm going to pick the 49ers to win it all. I don't like that, but, you know, YOLO. Yeah. If, if, if the pass go down, at least an expat will win, and the Ravens won't. That'll be what I hope for. <laughs> Everything drive safely in that fog. Uh, so, oh, no, 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 the fog, thankfully. 
So thank you everyone for uh, listening to our playoff breakdown. Been a fun time, and I'm just excited for the playoffs. So let's go, Pats. <laughs> Talk about that uh, real quick. Who, who, do, who would you want the Browns to hire? Uh, well, for me, my, my number one choice was Ron Rivera, uh, but he decided to not wait for anything to go to the worst franchise available, uh, which is too bad. Um, that's okay. You can have fun down there. Uh, in my mind, from kind of the, the names circling the wagon. I think that'd be a good hire for the Browns. So thank you as always, Liam, and uh, everyone enjoy wildcard weekend.